Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here in the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thanks so much for staying with us. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. It's always great to be with you. And we'd ask that you would share these shows digitally, electronically. We have that capability now, and you should. And we have Gary Haven on. And Gary and I are co-participants in Steve Quayle's upcoming conference about extinction protocols. And that is not a pejorative term. This is very, very accurate. Because we're all taking the approach that this is how they're trying to do away with us. And that is the theme, and that is accurate. And many of you know I have written about this for quite some time. And now these days are actually upon us. The days for warning are over. Anyway, before we join Gary, I need to let you know we have a couple housekeeping items to do. Uh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, we are sponsored by well, the Galaxy Satellite Phone. And I got to tell you, um, I become a convert with satellite phones. The right one, the right phone. Why? Because my best, my worst nightmare is I'm separated from my family in the midst of a crisis. You know, they can shut a major city down in 30 minutes and they'll take down the cell phones, they'll take down all communications. And that's my greatest fear. And this is why I wanted this phone. But they have all kinds of cool features. Too many to go into right now just to say that you'll be able to communicate with people in your group. With one phone call, one message, you can share data. It's a fantastic device, and I'm really honored to be representing them. You can find out more by calling them at 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. Tell them Dave Hodges told you to call. And then finally, I'm going to ask you a point of question. Do you have your storable food? Now, Bob Griswold says you need two years plus seeds. I doubt unless you've really started, you're going to meet that obligation. Because if we hyperinflate with a dollar, which is possible, if food inflation goes critical, which is possible, all bets are off. Getting storable food will be problematic. That's why I'm saying you need to act now and you need to get what you can. Now, MPS has specials available, and I'm not going to run through every one. You can simply go to preparewithdave.com to see it. You get 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, lots of diversity, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, preparewithdave.com. That takes care of the live reads. These are the people that sponsor this show for this particular segment. And uh, Gary Haven was originally the founder of Curves. And uh, helped a lot of people get healthy. And now he's turned his help to other areas, trying to help people stay alive. Gary, you think that's a fair characteristic? And welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, Dave, I, I want to compliment you on that introduction. Uh, uh, that, that was very accurate. You know, people always say, well, I'm going to do your introduction. And I tell them, no, nah, I better do it. You know, I know myself uh, a little bit better in, in kind of half joke on you but that was a good introduction thank you well i've known you for a while and i know the good that you've done you know with, with curves fantastic organization and, and you have helped people get healthier but right now i think your mission is much more critical rather than losing 20 pounds of fat for the summer you know people really need to be looking about how they're going to survive what we're ready to go through because these people do not want us to survive and they want the majority of us gone yeah you know dave um uh, we have gotten used to things happening very slowly. Uh, someone once told me that bankruptcy is really slow and then it's really fast. Uh, what's happening in the world today has been really slow, but now it's really fast. And uh, whether we want war, war is, 
is upon us, and we better wake up and and begin to deal with reality, uh, because we can ignore reality, but we can't ignore the consequences of reality, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, we can hide our head in the sand, but uh, the day of reckoning is going to arrive anyway. Well, I think uh, this conference is very timely. Uh, I think it's titled very appropriately. And I'm so glad that, that you've been out there uh, for years now uh, telling people the truth in spite of the misery that comes with it, the ridicule. The, you, you've been a, a, a courageous warrior for truth. And in so many ways uh, ahead uh, of the storm and now that the storm is upon us, I think people are going to be much more willing to listen uh, and then to to embrace the things that uh, uh, that they need to do. Well, they're going to need to. They really are. It just, you know, it's kind of funny. Mike Mike Adams actually started off this cavalcade of uh, Mia Culpa's um, some time ago. I was on uh, Infowars when Mike was hosting. Oh gosh, maybe a year and a half ago. And Mike said, Dave, you used to take so much heat for talking about the communist Chinese on our borders. And he said, no one's laughing now. And, and, and you know, and I'm not saying this to say I told you so. I'm just saying that to people like Steve and myself, we just grabbed the facts. We did what we did with them. We knew there was a threat on our border. And now those days are rearing their ugly head. And, you know, what's interesting, Gary, is the other side's not even trying to hide it. Well, that's part of the... The, the, the reality when they don't care anymore uh, you know that uh, they played their hand they're they're committed to, to the end result and and that's part of the evidence uh, they don't care anymore you know the, the great election still is a good example uh, uh, it was blatant it was in our face uh, it, it was by design to, to be in our face it was a message that that we have lost our country that there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, and, and then to, to add insult to injury, they prevent us from talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I know. It's amazing. If you go on YouTube and say election theft, boom, you're gone. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. But you know what? Uh, I've, get, I've read the end of the book. Uh, the end of the book says we're going to win. But yeah. what do we do in the meantime? How do we get there? And, of course, that's what this conference is about. That's why I'm excited that Steve asked me to be part of it because uh, uh, there's there we have authority and power. It's kind of like Luke Skywalker. You know, he, he didn't know he had the force. And our force, of course, isn't a light wand. It's a... It's the, the light of the word, which is a, the most powerful force in the universe. But uh, we have to, to understand that we have that power, and we have to tell and wake up millions of other Christians that they have that power. And together with that power, we can, we can participate in this great battle uh, cosmic battle of good versus evil and we we can bring it to victory on our side and that's 
that's my worldview today. And, and, it, and what I'm going to be talking about is worldview and perspective and paradigms and how to, to, to think about things uh, clearly in a time of great deception. Do I have your interest? <laughs> well, yeah, and this is that you you phrased it very well. A time of great deception. No question about it. This is the great deception. And and I'm going to say one thing. I do agree that we win in the end. But to get to that point is going to be hell on earth literally and figuratively. Yeah, and and you know, we have a a, a couple of choices to make. Uh, I'm afraid that that people are willing to compromise. They're willing to, uh, uh, as, as Churchill said, uh, the appeaser uh, is the man who feeds the crocodile in the hopes that he'll be eaten last. Uh, I don't want to be an appeaser. Uh, I don't want to uh, be a victim. Uh, I'm going to believe uh, who I am in Christ. Uh, I am a powerful warrior who is dangerous to the enemy. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us in this conference are, I think all of us are, but a lot of us are going to fall by the wayside, and that's why we got to make sure that we're strengthened in, in the Spirit of God to accept what's coming our way, because a lot of us, Gary, aren't going to survive this. No, that's correct. And I don't plan to die uh, in my sleep on my bed, Dave, do you? No, no. I'm not going to any FEMA camp. You're, you're going to kill me right here in my house. Yeah. Not going anywhere. The um, it, It's interesting. I, I had a discussion with a um, what's become a dear friend, a Border Patrol agent who I met seven years ago. And uh, he told me last night, this is just an amazing statement. And this is after an interview I did with a gentleman named Wrecker, a federal LEO who said that we know sexual assaults are going on, child trafficking's going on, and we're not allowed to intervene. He knows about this, too, from his associations with federal law enforcement agents. But he went on to say something really interesting. He said they're hardening the facilities. And I said, well, what does that mean to you? Because they're making them permanent, Dave, and they're building more of them. He said the idea is to release these people. He said, what are they going to need the facilities for after they release these people? And I said, us? And he goes, exactly. That's actually speculation, he said, and he and his fellow agents are talking about. This is how much disdain they have for the um, Biden administration. Yep. They see them as absolute criminals. Um, <laughs> and they are. It's a criminal enterprise. You saw that... Um, Jacobson, the border czar. What kind of name is that for a federal position? Border czar, like Soviet <laughs> Soviet Union's uh, style terminology. But let me tell you what, what we do know. She she said that I'm only going to serve 100 days. She served 30, and they're trying to cover it up, saying, Oh no no no, she didn't quit earlier. Yes, she did. She quit after 30 days, not 100. And then I, I've been told by my border patrol source that she has told more than one person. If this goes badly, I'm not going to be on trial in a Nuremberg situation, taking the fall for what Biden's doing. She said, that's why I'm quitting. Wow. She said, she told um, this source that talked to my agent, she said that um, she tried to get a meeting with Biden 
tried to get a meeting with Harris, and neither one would meet with him because they knew what she was going to talk about. So she said, good, I'm pulling the plug. Does that tell you how bad it is? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, speaking of the border, that's a good place to, to kind of jump in on this thing. Uh, I uh, uh, was having dinner with uh, Senator Rand Paul and his wife uh, a week or two ago. And I kind of asked a, a test question in, to, to Mrs. Paul. And I said, uh, do you realize that the open borders is not really about more Democratic votes. And, and she kind of looked shocked, and she said, but of course it is. And I said, well, yes, it's a byproduct. But it's really about the destabilization of our country, our society. You know, the, the Cloward Pivens, those professors from Princeton in the 70s, uh, who were communists, who, who uh, influenced our education system pretty dramatically, uh, said that the way to overthrow the United States government uh, is to uh, overwhelm it. And so opening the border overwhelms our, our court system, our, our law enforcement. Uh, it overwhelms our, our school districts, our hospitals, uh, our uh, welfare systems. This isn't just about letting criminals and, and, and hundreds of thousands, ultimately millions of undocumented people come into our country. Uh, it's about the overthrow of the United States government. And I, and I was watching her, her response to this, and I tell you, I was really pleased that the wife of a sitting U.S. senator would, would listen to that and, and and acknowledge it, and um, and kind of take it in. It was really a neat experience, Dave. Well, it is, but um, look at how she was victimized. I, I, I'm still horrified of the images when she and her husband were guided by a couple of brave officers through a hostile crowd that could have killed them at any time. It, I, you know, I, I spoke to her about that, and and it, it was a it was a trauma. Uh, it was terrifying. She said. And, and it was difficult for her to even talk about it uh, because of the, of the trauma that, that resulted from that. Yeah, I, 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 I can't describe the anger I felt when I saw this. Yeah, me too. And, and actually, too, I thought that, uh, you know, and I'm not a violent person, but I thought the use of deadly force by those officers was warranted in that case. I would have, if I were them, I would have pulled guns and said, back off or we've opened fire. Yeah, um, you, you know, you know, we have a mutual friend, Pastor Romero Pena. Oh yes, mm -hmm. uh, he was there. Uh, he was walking through that crowd of hostiles. He was accosted. Yeah, <laughs> he and I had several talks about how terrifying that was. Uh, you know, if if people think we live in a, a constitutional representative republic today. If they're still under the delusion uh, that we have a country, uh, uh, they need to look at, 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 at those events. They need to look at the whole BLM movement, uh, 
the corporations that are funding that communist organization, uh, the violence that uh, they've perpetrated all over America. Uh, uh, we don't have a, uh, a constitutional republic anymore. We're living in a banana republic. Uh, there's no rule of law. Uh, there, there's, uh, <clears throat> there's no economic sensibility. There, there's uh, uh, media is nothing but a CIA propaganda organization. And they're so blatant now. Uh, it's, it's just uh, astounding that, that there's so many people that, that, that are willing to deny evidence. You know, Dave, one of the things you're an expert at with your psychology background is cognitive dissonance and, and uh, uh, normalcy bias, confirmation bias. You know, those, those things in our brain that keep us from seeing the truth. You know, when evidence, we're faced with evidence that's threatening, the more threatening the evidence, the more creative we get in denying it. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in my presentation. I think you're the you're the expert in the room. Uh, I've learned a lot about that from you. Even though I have a counseling degree, I was able to 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 apply those principles to to uh, what we're dealing with today. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, in the conference as well. Well, it's needed. I don't think we can talk about it too often. Um, it, it's keeping a large portion of our people from really waking up to what they need to do. Um, but it's a comfortable place, too. I mean, people don't want the controversy. They just they don't want to get involved. No, and, and you know, one of the uh, examples that we're dealing with today, uh, I've made myself an expert on COVID, uh, both on the, the uh, origins of it, the... the uh, Therapies that, that would have been available had they not been lied about, studies sabotaged, media controlling the message, experts censored. But one of the great tragedies is, is the, the uh, hundreds of thousands of physicians that we have in America. Now, there are a few uh, courageous doctors and, and scientists that have stood up the risk of their their jobs, their ability to publish their reputations, uh, and and told the truth about COVID and and uh, the the our ability to protect ourselves from it, the dangers of a experimental messenger RNA vaccine. But there's so few of them that you look at these hundreds of thousands of doctors that are complying with the criminality of the American Medical Association and the, and the pharmaceutical boards across the country, and even politicians. You know, I'm friends with the governor of Texas, and I've been frustrated that he would allow uh, the, the Texas Medical Association to prevent uh, per the prescribing of things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which are extremely safe and very effective uh, against COVID if you take it early. Uh, the AMA, most people don't know this, but the AMA backed off on their prohibition from prescribing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine about two months ago. Uh, most doctors don't know that. They don't know that they won't lose their license uh, uh, in, in most states if they choose to take care of the patient uh, rather than abide by the, you know, their their constituents and their professional organizations. But but 
what a shame that, that these best of our educated people uh, would rather uh, deny the, the research, let their patients die uh, so that their peer group will not ostracize them. Uh, it's, it, it was an amazing thing to see uh, the smartest of the smart in our country lay down and, and comply uh, when they should be the first to stand up, use their, their education and their intelligence to fight the good fight uh, against those powers uh, that, that, would, uh, that would steal, kill, and destroy, right? Uh, yeah, but you have to understand, they've got years of education, years of research built up, and they've made a choice to serve the love of money than the love of humanity. And um, that's what we see in our politicians. That's what we see in our doctors. And there was one other factor, too, Gary. I think that the way the frontline doctors were treated, the obliteration of their careers was so complete, I think it sent shockwaves through the medical community. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. They, they um, uh, were terrified of not just losing their jobs or their medical license, which is pretty terrifying. You know, if you've gone to school all those years and suddenly they're going to take your license, even if there's something as ridiculous as prescribing a, you know, a, a, an anti-malarial drug, you know, that's been out there since 1955, that's uh, proven safe and effective. Even if it's as ridiculous is that that you would lose your license it's still your license but uh thank god there there were a number of courageous doctors who said in fact i i was speaking with a with a physician just a couple of days ago and and he said he said i'm going to take care of my patients and if you want to come get my license then bring it on that's pretty bold right it is. Unfortunately, it's just not common enough. It's not common at all, Dave. It's a, it's a tragedy. And, you know, uh, I told um, some people high up in politics, I'll spare their name, that when they sat by uh, in positions of influence in our state government uh, and allowed big pharma to 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 order the medical associations and the, and the pharmaceutical associations to not prescribe these safe, effective, and affordable therapeutics, and instead let people die because they were being sent home and told not to come back to the hospital until their lips were blue, uh, and 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 to stay quiet when you had the knowledge. In fact, uh, uh, I I picked up a new quote the other day from Galileo. Uh, bet you've never heard this one. <laughs> but he said that uh, to not uh, uh, know the truth is simply ignorance. But to know the truth and then to lie about it is a criminal act. And I told this person in state government that's pretty high up that his staying quiet uh, was an accessory to murder. And that's, that's the, the reality of anybody who has stayed quiet when they knew the truth about this, that we could, we could have saved 75 to 80% of the people 
if if we had uh, uh, been willing to defy the authorities and make sure people had safe, effective, and affordable therapeutics. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> let me tell you about a conversation I had with my doctor. Who has always been a good guy. He asked me if I was going to get the vaccine, and I said, "Not at this time." Well, why not? And uh, kind of was giving me conspiracy overtones. And I said, well, there's nothing conspiracy here at all. I said, in every medical treatment, there are contraindications. Who should not be taking this treatment? And I said, am I right? I said, look at all the ads on TV. 30 seconds is about how good the medicine is, and 30 seconds is about who will die from it and who should avoid it. I said, and they haven't mentioned one contraindication with the vaccines. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I have a couple conditions I need to worry about. And I said, uh, I'm not going to walk in there, roll up my sleeve, unless I've seen professional research that tells me what the contraindications are, uh, what false positive rates are. And, you know, I've taught statin research, so I don't want to get too technical. But all the things that go into good research, I said, I'm not submitting to this. And he said, well, there might come a time when you're not having a choice. I said, the only time I won't have a choice is when they pounce on me and hold me down. I said, they want to deny me from going somewhere. That's fine. But I said, I'm not taking anything unless I'm confident that I have full information, full disclosure. And then I asked him this. I said, have you ever heard of a medicine coming to market that didn't do animal testing? I said, you ever heard of that? And he didn't know this. And he goes, no. And I said, well, this is one of those times. We're the animals. Wow. He didn't, he didn't know that. No, listen, most of them don't know. Most of them don't know. I, I've actually called and interviewed doctors in an attempt to get them on, and then I ask them that question, and all of a sudden now they don't want to come on. Yeah. That's um, that compliance. Uh, yeah, I, you know, to be willfully ignorant would probably be a criminal act as, as well. You know, uh, uh, few months ago I took the head doctor of my local hospital for lunch and and he was talking about the vaccine coming out and I said uh, I said do you understand how a messenger RNA vaccine works and he said no and I said well let me tell you and uh, uh, I explained how uh, it, it really wasn't a vaccine it was a genetic experiment and how it changed our <clears throat> our entered our cell and the ribosomes to make a spike protein so that our, uh, our our immune system would recognize it. And the problem with that, of course, is that uh, there are other spike proteins in our body, like the placenta in a, in a woman who's pregnant. And, uh, and speaking of that, by the way, the Pfizer warning in the UK uh, says that pregnant women should not take the vaccine and that women that want to get pregnant should not take it uh, uh uh, in, until uh, and not get pregnant until at least a couple of months later. Well, the Pfizer vaccine, same vaccine in the U.S., does not have that warning label on it. And so, uh, in the U.K., they just released a, uh, uh, some results and miscarriages uh, from people that are getting the from women that are getting the vaccine are up 444 percent. Now, is this neglect, or is this part of the globalist agenda? And the globalist agenda, of course, is to acquire 
amass the wealth of the planet, the control of the people, and depopulation. And that's hard for people to grasp, but that's the worldview that, that I think is more realistic than any other worldview. And so this depopulation, sterilizing women, and particularly young women, uh, with a vaccine uh, is a reasonable uh, deduction when you look at the evidence right now. Uh, so not to mention the fact that when you didn't do animal testing, uh, you, you, in fact, I saw a cartoon with two rats. And one rat asked the other, hey, are you going to get the vaccine? And the, and the other rat said, uh, are you kidding? Not until they finish testing on the humans. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But let, let me give you one other thing here. I, I, I know what you're saying about the contraindications regarding pregnancy and miscarriages and all these other issues. And, and I'm going to try to take the complex and make it very, very simple. In research, before you have something statistically significant, it's actually expressed in a formula called P equals less than 0.05, means that you've run enough research that if you combine all the research and apply statistical analysis, you'll get this level of significance. It says your results are less than 0.05. In other words, you have less than a 5% chance of your results being due to random chance. And that's standard for every research protocol. Here's the problem what you're saying here with um, the um, um, pregnancies and so forth. I agree with what you're saying. But they don't, and they haven't done enough research, and I believe this is intentional, to where they have a level of significance where they have to conclusively state, here's, here's a problem. Um, they, right now, it's a trend curve, is what they'd refer to it as, and trend curves aren't decisive research interpretation. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it is, and I, I'm glad you explained the, the P factor. Uh, uh, it, it clarified it in my mind what I've been wrestling with. Yeah, well, they, th there's not going to be... I'll tell you another place we see this, Gary, and this is kind of a corollary to what we're talking about. There's been 14 good studies done on the power of prayer and healing from a distance. And the research is really well done. It's double-blind, and they, they measure effectively. The problem is they have never reached a P-factor, and it takes a lot of money to do this kind of research. And, of course, the pharmaceuticals aren't going to research anything that is not a pill or a chemical agent uh, to where they can make money off of it. So we're sitting out here with incomplete data on the power of prayer, but the trend curve is strong. And the so the same thing is said there. If we did more research, we would have clear and conclusive proof about the healing power of prayer. That's my belief. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, the Holy Spirit's really been downloading <clears throat> in my mind a lot since the first of the year. Uh, you know, I, I uh, was wondering if Trump was going to secede and let the great steal happen. And as we were waiting for that, the Holy Spirit gave me the answer. It was around January the 1st that Trump was going to uh, allow the steal to happen. He was going to step down. And that uh, Trump was a reprieve. God gave us a four-year reprieve. I would agree with that, yeah. But the Holy Spirit told me that, that uh, the reprieve was over because uh, we did not 
take advantage of the reprieve, our obedience, our evangelism efforts. Uh, you know, we were still aborting the same number of babies. We, you know, Hillary Clinton and her criminal crime family were still roaming the, the world. Uh, uh, you know, they were just really, we, we really didn't do much with it. And another problem was that, that a lot of people begin to see Trump as the savior, not as the reprieve. And, you know, Trump, you know, I was a big fan of Trump, and you and I have actually had several conversations about it. Trump was always, and I know I'm going to get in trouble with our audience, so I better, better set this one up a little bit better. I was a major financial donor to Trump. I'm really happy at the great things that he did. He did more for, for freedom of religion and to protect the unborn, uh, to get up, bring our kids home from unnecessary wars. So I'm a big Trump fan, so don't throw me under the bus, audience. Uh, but he was always compromised. He was on a leash. Uh, we didn't need a reprieve. What we needed was a revolutionary uh, because we are so far down the, the, the hole on this on this thing that uh, we need somebody that that would challenge uh, at the risk of his life uh, the, the, the powers that be if we had any hope of getting our country back. And then the Holy Spirit told me one other thing in that, in that word, and it was that uh, people are only teachable when they suffer sufficiently. I agree. So we need to not be angry or disillusioned or, or fearful that we're going to enter a time now of great suffering. And uh, the Holy Spirit told me to pray for three things. Uh, interesting, it was PP&E. And, and I'm not talking about per personal protection equipment, although uh, you could call it that. He told me to, pr to pray for uh, uh, protection, provision, and evangelism. Because God's bringing our country to a place right now where all we have left is Jesus. Yeah. You know, we don't have Trump, you know, we don't have a, a, a welfare system that's going to, you know, give us unemployment or, or universal income. We're, we're at the end of our rope, and that's where God wants us to be. We're, the only thing we have left is him, and, and that's the best place to be. And from that position, we're going to get serious. We're going to quit playing church and, 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 and uh you know, all these other silly little games we've been playing as Christians, we're going to get serious uh, because it's going to be life and death. And the only way to survive what's coming is to have not just uh, religion, uh, which is usually a substitute for everything else that matters, but not just relationship, but intimacy. We need to be in, in, in such a close relationship uh, with Jesus through the Holy Spirit that we are given wisdom beyond our means, protection, uh, uh, words, uh, resources, provision. And we need to be sharing that good news. And people in America are going to be willing to hear it because they are going to be suffering with the job losses and the, the disease, the pestilence, the lies of COVID, the ramifications of this vaccine that I, I think is a kill shot. Uh, we're going to have uh, the ear of a lot of people who, who weren't willing to listen without the suffering that's coming. Well, I think that's, yeah. The, 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 to me, those are things that people on our side, Gary, are going to see and take for granted. 
but for the average person, no. They're not going to see that until they're knocked down on their face. And that's when um, that's when they're going to have an ear to hear. But our but our role, Dave, uh, is to be ready, to be ready with the good news, to be ready with hope in a hopeless world. Well, we need a whole lot of good news right now, because we have a criminal organization in the White House. I mean, anyone who orders federal agents to not enter a facility where children are being abused and trafficked and assaults are taking place, rapes are taking place of adult women, and these people um, from DHS and FEMA are not allowed to go in and rectify this, what does that say about the criminality of the people in charge? And, and I would use a, another word, uh, evil. Yeah, satanic. I agree. I agree. They're they're serving Satan, um, and it's just and you look at the Hunter Biden laptop and we let that slide and you know the terrible behaviors the the uh, treason that's taken place with like Mitch McConnell. I don't know if you know this or not. Mitch McConnell's wife, former Secretary of Transportation, her parents run the six largest ports for the Communist Chinese. Yeah, I was aware of that. Yeah, I mean, how do you let that happen? How do you vet someone for a high-level position like that and say, oh, but that's okay, sure. I just don't get yeah, and it. Then, and then Stallwell with his Chinese oh, yeah. spy girlfriend, and he's still in there, you know, on the um, uh, intelligence committee. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's um, <clears throat> It's so sad that you got to laugh at it so you don't cry. What do you see as the next play for uh, the Biden administration? What do, you, what do you think they're up to next? <clears throat> well, they're, they're, they're working on a lot of fronts right now. I think the, uh, uh, the relieving us of our right to defend ourselves yes. certainly yeah. uh, on, the, on the horizon. Uh, you also have the freedom of speech uh, that uh, with all the censoring that big tech is doing and blatantly getting away with it. You know, I had a private conversation with Donald Trump Jr. back in the summer. And and I asked him, I said, we're not going to win this election if if the uh, uh, media, the, the big tech are, are able to, to censor uh, uh, our message. So what is your father going to do uh, about uh, repealing the, you know, their their uh, uh, freedom from liability? You know, what what is he going to do? Because we lost the house because they censored us and they, and they uh, promoted the, the 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 left and the liberals. Uh, haven't we learned enough? And it's interesting. We we'd had a great conversation up to that point. And he gave me a just an extraordinarily politically nonsense nonsensical answer about what his dad could and couldn't do, and that he was working. Uh, Junior Trump Junior was working with Congress to to uh, uh, try to get some laws passed. It was really nonsensical. Uh, you know, uh, Biden has done forty executive orders at this point in time. Couldn't Trump have done an executive order which which would have uh, repealed? The, the liability protection from these people that were obviously criminal 
to the point of censorship. Uh, so anyway, we're well down the road of not having a voice in America. Uh, alternative media, which is, thank God, out there, uh, you know, you guys are being deplatformed, demonetized, shadow banned, you name it. Uh, so I think uh, our, our, our right to freedom of the press and freedom of speech, and by the way, as, as a Christian, you know, I, I, I believe a lot of things that are not politically correct. Uh, and so, you know, is that going to become criminal? Uh, and, and I believe that that's coming. So freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, uh, the right to, to bear arms. Um, then you have the Fourth Amendment, search and seizure. They're, you know, they're, uh, uh, through executive order, probably going to you know, uh, demand the right to come into our homes to take our weapons and anything else they happen to find when you're there. It's just that path to tyranny uh, is accelerated, and uh, you can see it easily. And as you like to say, uh, 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 I'll say it in my words, Helen Keller could see this coming. Well, yeah, but they're not getting into my house, not without a fight. Well, I think that's coming, Dave. Uh, uh, you know, I I think there's still me, but I ask God at least let it be a gunfight. <laughs> you know, people were thinking, you know, uh, you you're pretty proud of yourself. Uh, you feel like you have an authority. Well, guess what? I'm a child of the king, the king that created the universe, the king that has a plan for my life. Mm -hmm. the king says, "Fear not." The king who says, "Be bold." The king says. Uh, uh, that uh, 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 he's going to provide, you know, you, you either believe that stuff, you know, or you don't. And we're at a time where, where it's put up or shut up. And, you know, Satan may come uh, grab my ass one day, but it's only going to be with the approval of my almighty God. And, and if we <coughs> clearly take that to heart and we make that, part of our DNA then we're prepared to, to, to play our part in this battle this cosmic war of good versus evil and if we don't take our faith deadly seriously uh, then we're going to be a bystander we're going to be that appeaser who feeds the crocodile hoping that uh, he's eaten last no I, I agree um, do you th do you think we've lost the military yeah, you know, uh, I've got a, my 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 ranch is three miles from Fort Hood. I know a lot of, of generals and and uh, colonels, and, and and I've had a lot of talks with them. Uh, uh, as you remember, Obama fired uh, a couple hundred uh, generals and flag officers. Uh, he he was purging the military from with uh, uh, of patriots. Uh, a good example is the uh, Secretary of Defense we have right now, who is feminizing the military, who's, who's transgendering the military, our, our fighting force. Is the, we're the laughing stock of the world. And the, these people that have been promoted over the last uh, 10 years to, 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 to flag officers uh, were the ones that, that uh, uh, were brown-nosing, that were that were complying. They, they were willing to say and do anything. They were yes men to the people above them to get promoted. So 
I think the bulk of our leadership uh, in our military right now uh, are absolutely the wrong people to, to have in these positions of authority. Uh, many of them uh, are globalists. Uh, they're, they're promoting the teaching of uh, uh, racial, uh, uh, I forget the term, uh, it's, it, you'll, you'll remember this, at uh, uh, our Miller, West Point Military Academy, race, racial theory is sort of this. You know, th these, are, uh, uh, these are acts to take away any strength that we might have as a nation. And it's all by design. You know, both Soros and, and uh, 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 Sor uh, Soros and, uh, oh, God, I lost my thought here. My wife just walked in. <laughs> I'm glad she still uh, has that effect on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, but but uh, uh, Kissinger's the other one I was thinking of. They said they both said that uh, the only thing standing in the way of a of a new world order is a strong America. And so uh, uh, this is all about diminishing us as a nation, as a people, uh, so that we will be vulnerable in every way. Uh, to the the assertion of our uh, of our freedom of our sovereignty as a nation, and it's all by design. It's 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 they're just moving right along. Only they're moving much faster now uh, than they have in the past. Yeah, it's it's interesting you'd say that about how fast it's moving. You're absolutely correct. Um, and they're closing all the avenues of escape. And uh, you know when Biden said that he was going to complete some gaps in the wall, um, I was wondering. Gee, I wonder which way the barbed wire is going to face when he's done constructing. <laughs> you know, when he said that, I was wondering uh, 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 what that was about. But maybe you, you've got uh, you've got it figured out, Dave. Well, it, it, listen, he is about say anything, do anything. And it's not just him now. I mean, he's so far out of it. We're talking about his handlers. And... Um, and, you know, there's there's something else interesting that's going on, too, in that administration. Uh, Biden is out, basically. He, he says a few stupid inane things. But uh, Harris was supposed to be running the point on the border and handling foreign dignitaries. And she has backed off of all that. You wonder if she's not fallen into disfavor. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, I have a wild scenario. I wonder if they're planning to replace both of them and install Pelosi. You know, I, I, this is kind of, I've got a wild conjecture, too, which is, uh, uh, is Hillary going to be back in the game? I kept saying that, yeah. You know, people like her never go away. She's like a bad cold. She never goes away. And I think it's very possible. You notice she's kept her name out there. Yep, kept, kept her, uh, her uh, toe in the water or... or or hat in a ring. Yeah, so, she yeah. has. And I think there's no question about that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the conference here. I mean, we've got a lot of notables and people are going to be asking, where do we go to find out more? And stevequail.com is probably the best place. I also have an ad for it on my website as well. Extinction Protocols. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you think Gary and I have kind of gone over the edge here, um, if you just attend some of the conference, if you just listen to a few of the people, I'm warning you, you're going to think we're under-exaggerating. 
<laughs> That's true. You know, uh, you and I both have become friends with Mike Adams, uh, who's brilliant and and fearless. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, uh, 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 she's an American hero. Yes. Uh, they're just, uh, I'm so honored to be included in this group of people uh, that are brilliant and brave and uh, 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 and of course Steve Quell has led the, the, the charge for truth uh, uh, for three decades now and you and I are both good friends with Steve uh, and, I, and I know that you feel honored as I do that he would include us yeah uh, well no kidding I'm, I'm uh, I was actually touched I just said well okay what do I think people need to hear? <laughs> you better get storable food. That, that was the first thing I thought of. And then the second thing I think, you better have a way to hide a lot of your guns. You know, and unfortunately you have unregistered guns and you can hide them. But you're going to need guns. You really are. And, and, you know, Gary, one of the things that really upsets me is how ignorant our country is because people are still identifying with left and right and Democrats and Republicans and black and white and gay and straight. And I asked somebody once who was a liberal recently, I said, when the Chinese tanks come down your street, do you think they're going to give a damn what your race is, what your politics is, even if you support communist China? No. If you're in their vicinity of operations, you're dead. And, and this is what people don't seem to understand is the American people are the enemy. In fact, Wee Fang, the defense minister of China, has said quite clearly their goal is to occupy America and not co-occupancy, but to wipe Americans out so they can fully occupy us for our resources. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've, you've written that uh, several times. You know, the, the enemy, uh, the powers to be, the Illuminati, Illuminati uh, uh, the globalists, the, there's, there's a lot of names. Uh, they, they deceive us uh, through a number of strategies. One of them is, is this false paradigm and so while we're chattering about left versus right or republican versus uh democrat uh, uh they're they're moving behind the scenes uh, uh accomplishing th their goals and and we're chattering i know about these things. i know. You know we are lost in space so to speak, and uh, Danger Will Robinson should be played now. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know why that just popped into my head, but that's <laughs> that's the analogy I come up with. Gary, we are flat out of time, but I appreciate you coming on and sharing about your role in Steve's upcoming great conference. I'm looking forward to seeing your presentation, and uh, hopefully someday we'll have in-person conferences again, and we can get together in person and have lunch. That'd be great. Looking forward to seeing yours too, Dave. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, Gary. Take care.